Welcome. <clears throat> Welcome to the Unfunny Kevin Show. I am your host, Kevin Melody. Happy Monday, August 30th. We are almost in September, which is overwhelming, um, <laughs> probably for a lot of you. I can't believe how fast this fucking summer went. Um, in many ways, it does feel long, too, right? I mean, COVID is uh, almost two years of COVID now. I mean, we're four months let's see, September, October, November, December. Yeah. We're like four months away from 2022, which, you know, I've been very open last new year's episode. I told you guys how, you know, I kind of have like a love hate with new year's resolutions and stuff, but (laughs) it's just, it's going to be very funny. Um, a lot of people are, you know, people are being 21 is a weird year, right? Like we had so many crazy things from, you know, COVID part two and, um, vaccines, no vaccines. Um, you know, now it's like we got hurricanes, uh, fucking fires, all this shit. It's like, it's, it's crazy. It's like, I feel almost like last year it was welcomed pause in a way, like as far as everything's slowing down now, it's just like non fucking stop. Like today, I mean, I went away this weekend to um this place called indian wells which is like 110 degrees but the point is i went over there with my girlfriend we went to watch her family's dogs and we had a great time you know there's a pool blah 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 but it is fucking a thousand degrees there and i'm like this can't be inhabitable for long right like (laughs) it's just gonna get hotter year over year there and it's it you know, I, I ran from there. I drove all the way back here uh, this morning. It took like three hours because fucking, you know, I hate to be one of those people saying this, but, you know, traffic is back. Um, last Thursday, I went to a Barney's Beanery in like Burbank with uh, a buddy of mine, Mark Lee. I did his podcast, uh, Not Another Monday podcast. Go listen to that. I did it like a month or two ago. Might even get him in here. He's a... Uh, a buddy of mine from work. He's also a comedian. He also podcasts. Just a great fucking dude. And we went drinking with our buddy Victor, the three of us, and um, it was fucking lit. People are back. Like people are back, back everywhere. So, and it's like, that's the thing is like, it went from nothing to like everything's a thousand miles per hour, even with tapped in. Um, you know, my podcast, where it's been crazy. We've, we've been booking people. Um, but last year was just really unique in that we were working hard, but we also had a lot of, of pause. So I don't know. It's, it's just, it's crazy. My point is if you can slow it down, do your meditations, read your book, whatever the fuck you got to do. Um, I was talking to my buddy about, uh, putting together a show. So comedians reach out to me, please on, uh, Instagram unfunny Kev and I'm trying to I'm going to put a something in my bio or I'm going to post like a kind of like a message me thing on there like every night this week and I'm going to try to recruit people from mics like open mics and shit uh, to put together the show. Um, I really think it's a strength of the community when you have a place for people to come talk shit and you have a place for people to try new things in, you know, a, 
a post-pandemic world, although we're not in a post-pandemic world, I'm just saying that's what people say, it's nice to get that out there. And I feel, or I think rather, you know, I was telling Mark and our buddy Victor about this uh, last week. We were talking about like first experiences. And I remember one of the first times that I went and did stand up was at this place in Hollywood. And this is this is a story for any of you listening that are interested in in radio or or stand up or podcasting or um you know performing arts or whatever the fuck you want to play a kazoo and put underwear on your head. I don't care. I don't it doesn't matter to me. But I'm going to give you motivation because I went to this open mic. Now, you got to remember open mics are a mixed bag, right? So sometimes you go to like if you go to an open mic at Flappers in Burbank, for example, or uh, the Fourth Wall or whatever, it's it's largely comedians. Even if somebody gets up there with like DJ equipment or whatever, it's it's comedy. It's not people aren't going up there like doing beat poetry and fucking playing cello, and it's not like that. It's people trying out jokes for the most part, right? So innocent me. It was like my second time, maybe my third time in my entire life ever getting on stage. It was a five-minute open mic. And back then, this was 2016, 2017. It was at the Pig and Whistle in Hollywood. It was this great old bar that you'd walk in through the front. There was a dude with like a sign-up sheet. And you'd walk to the back of the bar where there was like a kind of like it was like a stage with some booths, it, like I, I'm pretty sure at night, if it, if there wasn't a micro, microphone open mic going, they would have done a, um, it would have been like a dining area, you know, like a, just extension of the dining hall. So I go there and there was this amazing woman um, by the name of uh, Sally Mullins. And I was telling Mark about that. I guess he had worked with her too. She's really funny. I guess she used to be a porn star or she kind of is still a porn star and she has comedy. And, um, the reason I say she was amazing is she was the one that was hosting the show with this other dude, this comedian, um, Judd Travis, I believe, um, the two of them, I, I just never forget this night. Cause I was alone. It was just me. I, I wouldn't do this with other people and you don't really make friends in comedy like that. And I went and signed up and it was being run by a fucking comic. So I was like, Oh, this is going to be like comedy right now. I'm slotted to go sixth or seventh. And the way these shows work is you buy a couple drinks. That's your entrance, right? That's how you get on the list. So about a drink, two, three, four, drank in the car. I was really drunk and I wasn't really prepared to do five minutes of stand-up to an audience of people that uh, weren't there to see stand-up. I realized pretty quick the comedians were Sally. The other comedian was Judd. I was going up there with material I had written, but there was really only like maybe two other comics on a roster, like a list of like 20 people. A lot of people brought their ukulele and did like a fucking flight of the Concords. Um, you know, weird interpretive alt comedy. And that's not like when you see these other comedians uh, that I'd mentioned, alternate comedy didn't come to mind. It was, they were just, they're fucking stand-up comedians. They're like the real deal, you know? No, I'm not putting down what you like or whatever, but you know what I mean. So I went there for that intention. I had that intention. That was my purpose for going there. Little did I know I'd have to follow some dude with a fucking, uh, acoustic guitar 
who I think I'm not even, I swear to God, if I remember correctly, he was like retelling like molestation that he had experienced or something or rape. I don't remember precisely what it was. And I don't even remember the guy's name. I just remember he was like 400 pounds an acoustic guitar and there was nothing funny. It was not a joke. He was like having a mental breakdown, um, strumming the chords for like a Green Day song. Or something. It was like a uh, the the ti- time of your life, like something unpredictable. It was like that was kind of, but it was like you know I I then got touched by my uncle, like something like that. It was fucking horrific and. I was about to go up on stage and do a bunch of jokes that I know nobody would like to hear after that mental breakdown. And I went up and I, I had one guy in the room, this like guy who I don't even think he was a comedian, nor was he there for the open mic. I think he was a drunk at the bar just trying to catch a free show. And he giggled a little bit. I cracked a couple jokes literally to him at him. I attacked some of the performers uh, for what they came up on stage and did. And I got some chuckles out of uh, Sally, and and I got the advice when I got off stage. I was like, "Oh boy, I bit it. I'm done. I'm never doing. I'm never getting in front of a microphone ever again. My voice is useless. My opinions are useless. I'm I'm done. I thought this would be cool." And Sally and uh, I think Judd or whoever was there had just kind of like mentioned, "Hey, look, hey, you you're, you did a good job. Go up the street." to the comedy store and try the potluck try the comedy store potluck so back in the day i don't think they do it anymore because of covid but the comedy store had this open mic that would go from like 2 p.m till 2 a.m and you go put your fucking name in the fishbowl they create the lineup by pulling fucking people out of this fishbowl and there was one i did one in the belly room i think there's one in the main room the belly room was sundays the potluck was mondays and again, this is like 2017, but if I didn't know that I could go somewhere else, not this alt open mic or whatever the fuck was happening with the uh, molestation kid and the guitar and the Green Day and the strumming of the chords and all that stuff, if I had known that there was a place for me, I wouldn't have felt so awful, you know? And I went and did it at an actual comedy uh, venue <laughs> and I uh, haven't stopped since. So... My point is, if you're a comedian or if you're creative or whatever, really like community is more important than anything. Because if you don't have a supportive community and you're just kind of like living on the, you know, the dream and you're not, people aren't challenging you or like asking you to like come do shit all the time or whatever, I think it's an easy way to get stagnant. And I feel like that that's kind of how podcasting is, right? If you don't see good numbers, your first podcast, you're going to get discouraged. But before you know it, you're getting a thousand downloads a week or you're getting 10,000 downloads a week. It's it's you being consistent. It's you having community and, and others that like what you do. If you don't know that, why would you keep doing it? I mean, again, some of these people are truly mentally ill, but, um, you know, take a break from my rambling. Look, guys, I've... I've talked about these people at Lucy J CBD on Instagram and Facebook. I have messaged and communicated with them very much, uh, singing their praises on this show and to them personally. And, um, I got another big, beautiful box coming today. I got to tell you guys, it's not, this is a no bullshit. I don't like to, you know, I, I tell you, I THC fucks me up. 
I'm not a big fan of, 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 of just 80% THC. Um, although we do have a great sponsor on tapped in now, which has like 59% THC, um, which you'll hear about on that show. But <laughs> Lucy J CBD pre-rolls are my fucking go-to choice, especially with meditating and the therapy and the ACA and the stress and the nonstop horseshit of life. If you're trying to chill and relax after a long day, Lucy J CBD pre-rolls are your best bet. The CBD version of Lucy J is not intoxicating, but most people report a sense of well-being and uplifting mood from that CBD flower in the pre-rolls. There's a calming effect from the CBD and terpenes in the premium hemp flower. Head over to Instagram and Facebook at LucyJCBD. Head to LucyJCBD.com. Use their store locator to find LucyJCBD near you. There's a place, I think, near San Diego. There's a couple places in Florida. I know Austin is flooded with this stuff. So pretty soon, I've been told by the higher-ups, there is a store coming, an online store. So as soon as that happens, I will need you guys to go to that store. And support these people because I, I absolutely absolutely love Lucy J CBD. I have smoked all the other brands. I know CBD is a thing. Some people think it's fake. Trust me, this is the real deal. Now, um, getting right back on track. So this week is another kind of a weird week because we got Labor Day coming up. I don't know if you guys have a uh, if you guys have plans. I feel like it's funny. I. I don't know. Do you do things on Labor Day? I know people say like you got to have a uh, like a Labor Day barbecue. Like I, I've done that in the past, like with my family. But my parents will be gone. Um, I think I'm gonna just hang out with my sister, have a barbecue, have a you know maybe talk have, have barbecue with a few other folks. I don't know. Um, it just strikes me as funny, like Labor Day weekend. For the most part, aren't you supposed to be a piece of shit? I thought we earned it because we like we worked all year or whatever. Or you're nearing the third or the fourth quarter. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck it's for. Let's hold on. I gotta check this out. What what is this for? <sighs> Why does Labor Day exist? Let's go to Google. Labor Day. Let's see what it means. Why? When? Okay. Labor Day is a federal holiday in the United States celebrated on the first Monday in September in any given year, i.e. single day from September 1st to September 7th. To honor and recognize the American labor movement and the works and contributions of laborers to the development and achievements of the United States, it is the Monday of the long weekend known as Labor Day weekend. Okay. National holiday, Labor Day Parade in New York, New York's Union Square, 1882, beginning of the 19th century as the trade union and labor movements grew. Trade unionists proposed that a day be set aside to celebrate labor. Uh-oh. Did you hear that? Trade unionists proposed Labor Day was promoted by the Central Labor Union and the Knights of Labor, which organized the first parade in New York City. In 1887, Oregon was the first state of the United States to make it an official public holiday. By that time, it became an official federal holiday. In 1894, 30 states in the United States already celebrated Labor Day. Huh. History. Interesting. So this is by the unions? 
Huh. Oh, unofficial end of summer as well. Very interesting. Hmm. I feel like Labor Day is one of those holidays I type in and then it would just be racist. Like if you just typed in like Labor Day origin and then it'd just be like, you know, ra- Labor Day. Here's here's Labor Day's racist origin. You know, <laughs> like I'm just sure. Right. Like, hold on. Let's type in Labor Day. Is Labor Day a racist holiday? Uh oh. <laughs> Was I fucking right? Holy shit. Oh, man. Oh, Refinery29. These people always have great articles. Um, didn't. It's almost Labor Day, which usually means it's a long snag. Oh, it's time to snag on some retail deals and attend backyard barbecues. Socializing. Is that still a concept? Question mark. Lament the dregs of summer and wear white just to crack one corny joke. Oh, that's right. You can't wear white after Labor Day, right? But if Labor Day isn't a paid holiday for every working person, why does it exist? It's not a pretty history. Oh, no. Though workers in many states started throwing Labor Day parades throughout the 1880s, it might never have become a national holiday if not for a historic strike and boycott that started in May 1894 when employees of a rail car manufacturer called Pullman Place Car Company suffered deep wage cuts. They were joined in a sympathy boycott by the American Railway Union, which had around 150,000 members. This huge coalition disrupted the, the nation uh, the USPS couldn't deliver mail in certain parts of the country. Railway transportation was an essential service. Essential workers were demanding better treatment. In the midst of the unrest, President Grover Cleveland signed a law making Labor Day an official holiday, which some historians say was a move to placate sympathizers who disapproved of his reaction to the strike and to calm the waters during a period of continued labor discontent. On July 4th, Cleveland sent 10,000 federal troops to Chicago to brutally end the strike. Holy shit. Did you guys know about this? <laughs> Although it's Refinery29, uh, and I know everything is racist through their lens normally, but uh, this year, Labor Day's history might feel a little too real. The growing awareness of the country's race and labor inequalities is reaching a fever pitch evidenced by the hundreds of industry strikes organized. Labor laws still exclude women and people of color. Really? Huh. Domestic workers, blah, 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 blah. You guys can look up the article. This is crazy. My point is there was a way to find that it's racist, and I just did. That's insane. So don't enjoy your holiday. Boycott it. I'm just kidding. Please enjoy your time off. I'm sure that's a ridiculous. I don't know. Who knows what's true online? I, I really don't care. Um, wow. That is that is crazy. I really didn't know that. Um, We just got a good history lesson, didn't we? Uh, September, what is it? First, seventh. Okay. Let's see. This week, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I'll be doing stand up on Friday. Nope. Not this weekend because it's Labor Day weekend. I'll be doing stand up during the week. So it'll probably be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, perhaps, depending on uh, the schedule. Go to Unfunny Kev to learn more. Uh, just follow me and I'll fucking post all that shit. Um, there's an episode, episode 23, where we talk about prank calls. And um, as I gear up to launch the Patreon, which will be a measly, I believe, $3 a month, we are going to incorporate this beautiful prank call uh, on demand system, where if you join the Unfunny Kevin Show Patreon, 
and you pay the measly three bucks, what will happen is every week you'll get a bonus episode from me and you'll be able to submit and send me individuals that you wish to have me prank call. Uh, it's going to be an interesting experiment. It's kind of like, if you think about it, that fucking service called cameo where you can have like, uh, you know, Gilbert Gottfried, you know, the, the parrot from Aladdin, great comedian as well. You know, tell your mother happy birthday for like 150 bucks or Andy Dick or whoever you want. It'll be like that, except it's me and you're not paying an outrageous amount of money and I'll fucking goof on whoever you want. And I will not only record it, but you'll have a chance for it to be published on the show publicly. And then you can really fuck with your friends. Because <laughs> you'll be like, that's going to live forever. So um, I will post some of that info. We're going to start it off like soft. Like I don't think I'm going to launch the Patreon immediately. I will field how you guys feel about the prank calls and we'll see where that goes. I think it'll be an interesting, fun thing to, uh, to do as we close in on the the, the 22 the big year of 22 and um it's just something goofy for us to do and let the fuck loose man god everybody is crazy dude everybody um but yeah so anyway slow it down that's the message slow it down don't get overwhelmed this week take the me time and uh just try and enjoy yourself man really truly set the boundaries say no don't do whatever fucking cocktail hour you're being pressured to go to. Take the you time. Carve it out. Wake up a little earlier. Um, that's my advice, man. Jesus. Uh, I love you guys. Thanks for listening to the Unfunny Kevin Show. Do me a favor. Head over to the Apple Podcast Store. Leave a five-star review and a comment, please. It helps the show. And it helps keep our ratings real high. We have a uh, one-star review from some goofy bitch and um we don't want to have to you know suffer from that horrible review and uh <laughs> something anonymous you know horseshit so just give us the five stars uh and continue to share the show with your friends unfunny kev on instagram unfunnykevin.com it's where you find every episode of the show and uh email us at the unfunny kevin show at gmail.com i love your email forwards Send me the crazy forwards. We talked about that last week in episode 34. Any weird family email forwards you're getting, dude, shoot them my way and we'll make fun of them. That might even be another Patreon segment now that I think about it. But anyways, guys, I love you. Have a great week. I'm so excited to uh, keep making shit for you every week and um, support Tapped In at Tapped In on Instagram, tappedinmusic.com. I'm done. I hope you guys have a great week. Another turning point, a fork stuck in the road Time grabs you by the wrist, directs you where to go So make the best of this test and don't ask why It's not a question but a lesson learned in time It's something unpredictable, but in the end is right I hope you had the time of your life